Welcome to episode 352 of the Biz Talk with the Wichita Business Journal podcast. We created this podcast back in 2017 because we wanted to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm editor Kirk Simonoff. Daryl Kelly joins me on this week's podcast, and I love playing host to guests that have a great backstory about why Wichita. And Daryl certainly has that. Originally from Virginia, we talk about the how of his arrival to Wichita and the why for staying, including his new role at the Kansas Leadership Center after nine years in banking roles. Daryl Kelly joins me in just a minute. But first, here's a look at what's happening in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. This week's cover story is entitled, Roofs, Wings, and Airport Things. Reporter Alice Manette looks at what it takes to have a successful small airport in our area, and that definitely includes hangar space. And that's pretty rare right now. If there's a hangar in our area without a plane in it, it's a good bet that plane is up in the sky at that moment. A look at the airports in our area begins on page 10. This week's list is largest fundraising events in our area. See what they are, who puts them on, what they raise money for, and when they'll happen in 2024. The list is on page eight. Our Wichita Business Journal Mentoring Monday event is sold out for Monday afternoon. More than 175 women will be on hand at WSU Tech's Nietzsche Building downtown to receive speed mentoring from 26 standout women professionals. We have a five-page spread about Mentoring Monday in this week's paper, and that starts on page 15. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 22. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Daryl Kelly joins me on this week's podcast. Daryl, thanks for joining me. Um, you are a Wichita transplant whose roots and family roots are now as deep as some of us who've lived here all our lives. And I wanted to ask you a lot about that today. Uh, but first, after working in the banking industry and banking sector for the last nine or so years, you have made a recent move to the Kansas Leadership Center. Why, why that move and why now? Well, thank you so much, Kirk. I definitely appreciate this opportunity. First of all, let me uh, thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because without him, I most definitely wouldn't be able to um, sit with you uh, this this um, for this interview. Um, so I'm very uh, appreciative for that. Um, I to answer your question about the uh, the switch to KLC, our paths crossed at just the right time. Um, I believe the the opportunity that I have with uh, the Kansas Leadership Center and the the work um, that we're doing and the the partnerships that we are growing it just aligns perfectly. And so, really excited about um, some of the things that we're we're have been doing, but will continue to do to make um, not only uh, Wichita our, our region and Kansas better, but um, we, we have a, a a nationwide and global footprint. So I'm really excited about uh, the opportunity to partnership um, to partner with. 
with uh, other organizations, companies, communities, and individuals? When we saw the news that you were moving to KLC, we all had in the newsroom, we all had a collective thought like, that's a perfect fit. Uh, when you were approached at first about joining KLC, did, did you think it was just as good a fit? Honestly, I was, I had all the feels. I was excited, ecstatic, um, understood the, 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 the importance of the work. Um, but I, I think I was like most other people too. It, it's a perfect fit. And I, I've been, my whole career has been leading me down this path to, to get in this space uh, for such a time as this. So again, just excited to, to be about the work. And I, I know I, I know you and many other folks on staff and around the community, and there's two types of people in my estimation. There are talkers and doers. I'm a doer. <laughs> and so we, we're able to, uh, the, the marriage, the partnership uh, with KLC, we're able to do some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did that first contact happen? Was it Kay, Kay Morgan getting a hold of you or what happened there? Yeah, it was it was actually a culmination of folks from inside the inside the family <laughs> and um, uh, all kind of reached out at the same time. They knew I was on the market. They knew uh, what what they needed to go to the next level. And there were multiple people from inside the organization that that kind of hit me up around the same time saying, hey, can we make this work? And we were able to, to make it work. And here, here we are, ready to go. And the title is Director of Business Partnerships. Tell me, it kind of self-explanatory, but you tell me what you'll be doing. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you what I do personally. Mm-hmm. Um, it, just Daryl, with, without any work pretense. I build relationships. So I, I'm, uh, I call myself a relationship curator. I'm able to build, maintain, develop, foster, and sustain relationships. And that's really important when you're doing this type of, of work, leadership, development, and training, and coaching, and, 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 and teaching, and speaking um, as an organization, that you really have to, the basis of any relationship is trust. So you have to really be able to, to, to form those relationships that can exist and expand the, the test of time through the good, through the bad, through the ugly. So I'm able to do that. That's what I've done my whole life and career to get me to this point. And so the the role naturally fit when we're talking about partnerships with businesses and organizations and other community um, um, leaders. It, it really married very, very well. So um, again, it, this, is, this is something that I, I consider my superpower being able to, to foster and, and maintain relationships. So it, it just, it naturally fit. So there, there was no having to try to hammer it in. It just fit perfectly. And so really excited about, about that. Uh, where does that come from, your ability and, and I guess the want to, to go build relationships? That's a great question. So a lot of my stuff started from my youth, watching my grandparents, watching my parents, how they fostered and maintained relationships. Um, I saw them do a lot of cool stuff in the community, uh, how they treated their neighbors, how they treated their family um, members. And that that really rubbed off on me. And I, I wanted to emulate that um, in, in each of my interactions. I, I look at interaction, each 
each connection with a person is an opportunity to do something good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also an opportunity to do something bad. I'm really serious about being intentional about making it a good interaction. And I want to ask you more about your background. You grew up in Virginia, and we'll talk more about that. Uh, is this a new role at the KLC, something that, that has been molded for Daryl Kelly, or... Uh, was it also a different kind of job before you landed there? Yeah, I think the role was was kind of crafted towards uh, my skill set. Multiple people throughout the organization have been chipping in and doing this role. Now we have a full-time presence in the business partnership mm-hmm. role. Um, are there particular businesses or companies that you are, I'll say hitting up, but I mean contacting, reaching out to initially that maybe the KLC hasn't had relationships with before? So that's the plan that we're working through now um, and really trying to make it a, a targeted effort on um, who we are, are uh, who, who is seeking after our uh, assistance. Um, but we, we are we're for trying to really make an impact in our local community, but Kansas as as a whole. And so when we look at that, there is no, we're not saying no to anyone. (laughs) We, we, we really um, love the challenge um, as we we tell our uh, partners, community partners to, you really have to uh, um, accept and hold on to a a challenge in order to, to really make, make the progress that we need to see. Um, and so we're up for the challenge to really um, be that thought partner, be that community partner with any organization, community throughout our, our throughout our region. Mm-hmm. I'm in media, so of course I know what the KLC does, but I'm curious, are there businesses out there, are there leaders of businesses who might not know of the KLC or what it's all about? Yeah, absolutely. And that's part of you know, my role is, is making sure that we have a presence and making sure that um, folks know who we are. There's, there's, you know, you say KLC, a lot of folks in there are like, what, who is that and what, what do you do? So the Kansas leadership is, is definitely uh, here to, to, to help out organizations, companies, communities, and individuals. So our, our, you know, main belief is that anyone can lead at any time and anywhere. Um, our leadership path will basically teach you how to do that. And so we, we want to get people um, through the leadership path to basically um, be on it, have a common language. And and so we have, have a path. Step one is um, basically authorizing yourself, making sure that you, an individual, me, you, know that we are leaders. Leadership is, is um, more than just a, a position or authority. It's an action. And so we believe that anybody can lead from, from where they're at. And leadership is not just for the many uh, or not just for the few, it's, it's for um, the many. So that that's one important step on the path is authorizing yourself. And then um, you have to gain the skills in order to do that. And so um, we, we teach competencies and, um, you know, have research and just a lot of tools in our toolbox um, that can help equip um, um you know, leaders in our community. And that, that second path is, is basically, uh, your leadership edge. And then the third, um, 
uh, step in our in our path is basically leading for change, and that takes all the skills that you have applied now that you have authorize yourself now that you have gained the skills and competencies now it's time to mobilize others and really make the, the make the impact and the change that that we need to see in our our communities and our organizations and so lead for change is that is that next step and that's really powerful it's an immersive uh, experience where your your team or your your community is going to actually uh, have a case study and deal with the actual challenge that the elephant in the room <laughs> that we've all been avoiding because it's hard work and, and hard to do. But now you have the, the, the authorization, the skills to be able to, to, um, to navigate that, that challenge. And so we're really excited about getting people, um, uh, individuals, uh, communities and organizations through the path, um, to, to see the impact that it's going to make in the community. We're, we're extremely excited about that. What involvement did you have with the Kansas Leadership Center before, before they approached you about a job? Wow. One of my, uh, so we moved here and, 2009 and uh, one of my first um, interactions with KLC was through um, a program called Civic Engagement Academy is through the city of Wichita. And um, an amazing program. I, I definitely encourage um, people to um, be a part of that program if, if they can. Um, but they, um, through the program, we got exposure to um, KLC and were, were able to um, attend a class. And so my first class that I attended was Your Leadership Edge. And the, the concepts, the language, the um, the, the, there were so many different industries in the room and everybody was working, I mean, like diligently working, trying to um, tackle the problems and the issues that their, their communities and organizations were facing. And when, when I saw that, that it, it took me aback and, and it really allowed me to, to see that some of the things that I I was facing or the challenges that I had weren't too different than anyone else's. Mm -hmm. So now you have this collective where you can really uh, brainstorm, share ideas, have thought partners, and then have long-lasting relationships with folks that you can really lean on and 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 count on for advice, for you know encouragement through some of the things that the challenges that we're working on um, as individuals communities and organizations. So I, I, I was impressed by how uh, uh, a leadership center was able to get all those different types of um, factions and folks in a room. But then the progress that we made um, in those sessions was just remarkable. So it, taking folks that really don't know each other, putting them in a room and really being able to come out with some artifacts, some things that you can take back to your workplace or your communities to actually move the needle on some of the things that need to happen. It, to me, it was astounding. And now that I'm on the inside, mm -hmm. I really see the thought, the care, the expertise, um, the, the skill set that, that the Kansas leadership team has and there is like no stone unturned there we are trying to uh, create and craft an experience for people that attend um, Kansas Leadership Center and, and we understand that usually when they're coming they're coming with challenges <laughs> that are attending it's powerful to know that the 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 care 
that is behind the scenes. I, I was I'm simply I'm amazed by it. I bet that has to be a pretty cool thing for to to go to a place and work for a place that you've respected as long as you've known it to get in there and find that it's as legit as you hoped it would be. Yes, that's, sir. That's got to be a good thing. Yes, sir. Uh, I want to talk about your background a little bit. You mentioned that you are an involved person because your grandparents were, because your parents were. What was life like growing up for Daryl Kelly in Newport News, Virginia? So I, I tell people all the time, I'm from the hood. And it, it was, where I'm from is, is a tough place. But it was probably the best place that I could ever. It, I mean, so many lessons that I learned um, along the way, really about um, gratitude, appreciation for things, um, understanding that everybody's not at the same place at the same time with their thought process, with their you know careers. Um, so there's there's sometimes things you have to work through, um, but but really the. I think where I'm from kind of emulates more the the family dynamic that I like to bring to any situation that I'm in. Yeah, I mentioned my grandparents, I mentioned my parents, my aunts and uncles were all pivotal um, to to me and my siblings' upbringing, and that taking care of family is it's critical. It's like that's my kind of lifeblood. That when you consider I don't consider I mean Kirk I mean, you know each other so I don't consider you uh, a neighbor or a colleague a friend I consider you my family if I if you need something from me and you call me you got it and vice versa and so that that's how I look at interactions with people and that brings when you when you know somebody has your back in that kind of way it, it's a totally different dynamic that dynamic played out from my upbringing from Newport News, Virginia, then bled into my military career and where I'm not looking at, you know, my brother or sister in arms as, um, you know, a co-worker or, a, you know, a, a colleague. They're my family member mm -hmm. because we're depending on each other to get back home at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And that's really important. So those kind of that family tie is so is really important to me. That's that's critical. And I think when you um, when you walk along folks uh, side folks like that, it changes how you the things that you might do with somebody else. You're not going to do that same thing with your family member. Mm -hmm. And so that's the same kind of uh, behavior and feeling that we have at KLC. And so it everything just fit naturally. I, I don't when I go to work, I feel like I'm supposed to be there. I have a purpose. I'm clear and excited about the work that we are, are doing. Mm -hmm. uh, you grew up in the 90s, became an adult in the 90s. Uh, what kind of kid were you growing up? Probably the same kind of person I am now. I, my parents, my brothers, my sisters, they would tell you I've been the same my whole life. I'm a very organized person, very, mm -hmm. you know, kind of by-the-book type person. Um, I really – consistency is very important to me. Um, I, I want to be the person that I say I am. That's the person that I want to show up. And and so all, all those kind of things are, are probably traits that I've, I've had my whole life. Um, but I, I think if, if I were to look back um, 
and really notice something that's different in me, if I, if I could do that, I would say my whole life I grew up afraid. I was afraid to try. I was afraid that I was going to fail. I was going to afraid. I was just afraid of everything um, because I, I didn't have um, the experiences to, to really show me that really in order to have a testimony, you have to have a test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in order to go, you know, to get to, you got to go through. And so when I looked at failure as learning, when I looked at uh, or, or fear as as getting past um, those things to be able to to learn uh, really cool lessons that help shape and and grow um, have grown me to to who, the man that's sitting before you today. Was there anything any one thing that erased self doubt in your mind, or was it a series of things? I think it was a series of things. Um, just being being able to experience things from where I'm from, most folks kind of stay in the numbered streets, right, and, mm-hmm. and don't really go outside of that. And what you see, that's what you get. And I was able to have a couple of I call them interventions where I was able to to get outside of that that box um, for some periods of time that allowed me to 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 really start. Um, trusting myself, trust. First of all, trusting in God, but trusting in myself, the abilities that that I naturally had that I'm able to use to this day. But I really didn't know that there were there was some other stuff out there to to really um, to to work with. And so it, through those interventions, was able to get outside, and then that helped my helped my fear out. Mm-hmm. And so. Really, I, I think the, the the time where I really knew that man, I'm a leader. I am a uh, I have a purpose. I'm an impactful person. Was in, in the military. You got your bachelor's degree. If I'm tell me if I'm getting this timeline wrong, but you went to college, got your bachelor's yeah. degree, then joined the military. Yes. Uh, talk talk about that dynamic, and then talk more about what you learned in the military to help you. Yeah, crazy story. So, yeah, um, proud um, alumni of uh, Old Dominion University, mm-hmm. amazing school in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, went went to went to school and really uh, I, I floundered through school because I, I really didn't have a mentor. I didn't have a blueprint for what success really looked like. So I was told you got to go to college. I went to college, but I, I really, it, it really wasn't in, intentful and as purposeful as it need to be. So when I got out of school, I have a degree in uh, communication. Um, and when I got out of school, you know, I did odds and end jobs, really floundering around, um, trying to, you know, make ends meet. And um, I saw some commercials that the military would pay for you to go to school. Mm-hmm. I said, well, I don't have the money. So <laughs> <laughs> and so I literally walked into the recruiter's office one day and said, hurry up, sign me up for I changed my mind. Mm-hmm. And um uh, they they did. <laughs> they said, what what do you want to do? Go in officer enlisted. I said, whichever one gets me in fastest, let's mm-hmm. go hurry up before I change my mind. And so then, uh, like I said, signed up and then I went home and told my wife. <laughs> so I would not, 
I would not advise that. That's probably not the right way to do it. You but, are kidding me. You went and, and for folks who don't know, Jackie Kelly is the city attorney in Derby after being city attorney in Bel Air. Uh, so you all you obviously came out to Kansas right, together. Right. You told her after you signed up. Told her after I signed up, and um, I just got to know what her reaction was. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good. <laughs> But thank the Lord for grace, you know, she's she's still with me to this day, you know, um, but it, it was it was something that I knew I had to do. I had and I couldn't let anybody deter me from doing it, not even my own wife, because I knew that it, this was I was I was playing chess, not checkers. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew I might have to take a sideways step to really, um, you know, forge ahead. And so thankfully, <laughs> Uh, it worked out and she moved with, so the first thing they said was you're moving to Wichita, Kansas. And I said, where is, I I didn't say where is Wichita. I said, where is Kansas? I'm serious. From the East coast, we learned about the 13 colonies. That East coast bias bias is showing through again. So I really had to orient myself on the Midwest and what 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 was going out here in, in uh, Kansas and Wichita. But that I I would say that's one other than knowing the Lord and and marrying my wife, um, that was one of the best things that ever happened to me. A bird can't fly until it leaves the nest, and so we really I had to take our little family come all the way to Wichita, Kansas from Newport News, Virginia, and um, really be comfortable being uncomfortable. And so that 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 was a whole lesson in itself. But that really changed my trajectory. Like if I if I wouldn't have not been afraid, if I you know, because I wasn't afraid, I was able to to do something that and quite frankly, other people were telling me, do not do. Mm-hmm. Um, they say, do not join the military. Don't do not do that. But I, I had to, to, to I, I had to do that for me. I had to authorize myself. <laughs> what was uncomfortable for you coming to Wichita? I, it, 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 this is kind of a tricky question. I'm, I'm going to answer it the way I would answer it. Mm-hmm. For me, nothing. For me, nothing. Now, there were some things that maybe others wanted me to be uncomfortable about but like I said my my philosophy and my wife's philosophy you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable so when we moved out we weren't you know the first question family would ask are there any black people out there Mm -hmm. I don't know I'll find out when I get there you know do do they have this is is this available for you I don't know but I'll find out when I get there and if it's not there Mm-hmm. then we're probably going to bring it there. And so that's just how I think. That's how I think. That's how my wife's saying. So we we believe that you have to be the change that you want to see. Right. You can't look around for others to do certain things. Sometimes it's just you that has to, has to do it. So we were pleasantly surprised when we got to Wichita. We, first of all, we're from a place where traffic is just it's insane. It's it's the norm, and you get immune to it. So every time I go back home, my patience for traffic gets right. It gets smaller and smaller. Um, quality of life is is really amazing here. It's affordable. Cost of living is really good. Um, we're working on trying to attract 
retain and develop young professionals. I'm a young black professional and really trying to, to, to do that work. And so what we saw when we first got out here in 2009 was potential. Mm-hmm. We saw potential. And so that's that's a really good start. But potential doesn't mean anything unless it's moved or is put in motion. And so we um, after we made the decision to um, make Wichita home, we really started getting involved. And um, just anything that was uh, an aligned passion, anything that was um, about moving young professionals forward, young black professionals forward, anything that was about having better quality of life for our children, uh, we we just dove in head first. And uh, we are seeing just, I mean, there are so many people in this city doing amazing work. And that is what kept us here. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're excited about where we've come from. Um, Douglas did not look like it did when we moved out here. Um, some of the programs that are in place weren't here when we moved out here. So we, we see the, the, the growth, but then we also are, are um, here for the long haul to, to see that some of the things that we're still uh, working on get happen. Mm-hmm. I don't want to gloss over the decision that when you left the military, you could have gone anywhere. You and your wife, who's obviously an attorney, I would think could get a job anywhere. Uh, talk about what went into the conversation. Are we staying here in Wichita or not? Now, that's a great question. I, I think the uh, attractability for Wichita is, is glaring. Once people come in and are able to just sit for a few minutes and see how special this place is. Like this is, a, you know, the little best kept secret in the Midwest, Wichita is. We we believe um, once we once we made the decision. So that was the first step. Hey, this is this is going to be home. This is where we're going to put down our roots. It it really became easy. Um, I, I tell people this story. So in, in the DMV, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, there are HOV lanes. And um, if you have the right uh, amount of occupancy in your vehicle, you can hop in this HOV lane and bypass all of the traffic, mm-hmm. <laughs> all of the, the, the things, the barriers. Um, and I, I liken the um, professional um, uh, track here in Wichita, especially for black professionals, I liken it to that. Um, we were able to, to hop into um, the HOV lane for our professional careers and, and be able to, you know, it's like, how am I sitting here with Kurt? <laughs> you know, like, this is crazy, right? But because of a lot of work that others have done before us, because of a lot of people sewing in and mentoring and, 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 and um, you know, just being really cool with information, transferring information um, to us. Um, and then our kids being in a place where they could learn, grow, and be, be successful – that that sold us on Wichita. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it sold us. So it wasn't it wasn't like pulling teeth. It wasn't anything. And so so much to the fact that we've started moving our family out here. Really. And so that's what. So my brother and his wife are out here now. My sister lives out here now. So we're. I'm trying to move everybody to Wichita. <laughs> we love this place, man. It's amazing. 
Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, you are more involved than probably 90% of Wichita's in just in the community. And I'm, and I'm curious why, how that came to be once you set the post-military roots into, into, you know, into being, you, I'm going to miss, I know I'm going to miss a ton of stuff that you're involved in, but W young professionals, restoration of the Dunbar theater, uh, the gathering, and there's tons more, but those are the ones I just know off the top of my head. It, what kind of mindset does it take to say, I'm a Wichita now and I'm going to get as involved as I possibly can? I think I might have said it earlier, but we believe you have to be the change that you want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that requires getting, getting you like you got to get your hands dirty. You got to get in there and you have to do the work. At some point, it goes from talk and ideas and thoughts to actual, um, you know, work. And that that's what we were really good at um, because um, we, we saw the need, but we saw sometimes in spaces, sometimes you got to be okay being, you know, um, the one that's behind the scenes, just doing the work and getting your hands dirty. And so I think that, that, that trait helped us to, to really get involved for, for both my wife and I, and we are both just as equally busy. My wife is, is an amazing, amazing, amazing woman. I can't say that enough. Um, she's a a God fearing woman. She is a, a brilliant attorney. She is a amazing wife, amazing mom, um, and, and then community leader. And so I think us being both on the same page about how how we need to, and we do it in, in different ways. She has um, things that she's passionate about and works towards me, me um, the same. But um, together we both understand that um, the, a lot of the stuff that we're doing isn't really even for us. <laughs> It's not for our jobs. It's for our kids. Right. <laughs> like, th- this is home, so we want them to be able to say, I want to live here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to stay here. And uh, so we're trying to make it a place for them um, to, 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 to thrive and grow. Um, but also, um, also, because they are watching us, um, we want them to see how to behave civically, how to volunteer, how to be a professional, how to show up every day, how to be a child of God. We we wanted them to see all that. So that's why we did, did a lot of this stuff that we did, especially early on. Um, and now we, we've seen kind of the fruit of that with our kids. Now they're older. We have 19, 17, and 15-year-old, and they're all very involved. And our oldest is in college and doing amazing things. And so we're it's just kind of it's full circle that now see it in a kid. I told you I I saw my grandparents, I saw my parents, and now to see our kids starting to, to emulate the behavior that they saw, it's really cool. And it's no credit to us. It's through the grace of God and the the, the prayers and shoulders of of folks that we're standing on. But it's got to make you feel good, doesn't it? It does. It, it really does. Um, and I don't think just. I mean, I understand your question, and yes, it you're does too make humble. Me feel, 
it does make me feel good. But it also feels, it makes me feel better that the people that we're dispatching out, the people that we're affecting for the community that, that we live in, are more than capable to to carry this thing on. And that's what is exciting for for my wife and I. That's what's exciting for anybody that we align with and work with, that you have to have somebody to pass the baton to. <laughs> and so if it just ends with you, then that's it. But if you are able to um, you know, pass the baton in a way that's meaningful and impactful for the community as a whole, we think globally, but but we act locally yeah and so we understand the big picture and there's things that you have to do let's get the work let's do it mm -hmm. you mentioned that douglas avenue looked a lot different 15 wow. years ago wow. what does wichita look like 15 years from now are we making the progress that and and just the the dynamic is it on the right track are we making progress absolutely um is there more work to be done? Is there more progress that needs to be had? Of course. Um, so I, I don't ever want to take away from the work that has been done um, to, to get us to the point that we're in now. Um, but I, be, I believe that um, sometimes you just have to have the right people at the right place at the right time in order to make things happen and i think we're starting to to you in order to bake a cake you got to have all the right ingredients mm -hmm. you miss an ingredient your cake not going to turn out good you might have something but it might not be what you expect right. so we're we're working on getting all the right ingredients to make wichita what it what it can be but the 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 basis the foundation we have a good place <laughs> to live, work, and play. And that's what I want people to understand as a, as a, as a businessman, as a, as a business leader. We have an amazing city. There, there's great cities all over the place, but we have an amazing city. We have amazing people. We have amazing industries. Um, there, there is more work that we can do to round out, diversify our economies, get more uh, things to, to places to live, work, and play, um, attract more talent in. Our biggest export is talent. Mm -hmm. So we have to be able to attract and retain the, the amazing um, um, professionals that we have here in, in Wichita and surrounding areas. So I think as we um, as we look forward in, into, you said, 15 years down the road, we're, we're continuing to grow. Um, and I think the, one of the biggest things that I've learned um, uh, was getting over fear, but patience as well. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes there's a little bit of patience required, um, but that doesn't mean that you you don't push through the, the hardest challenges. So patience with some of the people understanding that they might not, everybody might not be coming at the issue or the challenge from the same point of view or the same lens. So really extending some grace and understanding, okay, that's where they're coming from. Well, I, I thought you just didn't want progress at all. <laughs> no, well, now we have a, a basis or somewhere to start from, uh, to work from. So I think I'm excited about doing that. And I think that I play a role in that, mm -hmm. helping move the needle, helping make sure the right people are in the right room at the right time to make progress happen. I think also I have, I have a, um, 
uh, a role to play with, um, you know, the experiences that I've been through um, in my life have, have really shown me that for every problem, there is a solution. Yeah. Now, we, we, we might have to, you know, stay in the room long enough to get there, but just understanding that, you know, my grandma used to say, there's more than one way to skin a cat. So we, we need that there's multiple um, vantage points and um, areas that we can, can look at to, to help move us toward um, the progress. So in 15 years, I, I think we're Wichita is going to have grown. We're going to have uh, – have diversified our economies and our industries. We're going to have great performing arts. We're going to have all of that stuff is going to happen. So I'm excited. And we'll be excited to watch you as you continue at the KLC. Daryl, thanks so much for joining me. I've appreciated the fun conversation. And I'm now I'm going to ask Jackie if she'll come on the podcast and refute what you said about <laughs> signing up for the military and then going home and telling her. <laughs> thanks so much, Daryl. God bless you. Thank you so much. That's it for Biz Talk this week, episode 352. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with the Wichita Business Journal hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and for subscribing. Biz Talk is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor from day one, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.